And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time and tuning in and listening to our program. I want to thank you for all of your uh, wonderful encouragements that you have sent in and your questions are are always uh, very enlightening. And uh, I thank you so much for sharing your thoughts as well. Um, and so if you would like to uh, ask me a question or, or just tell me something that you think about the program, you can contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And also, if you'd like a free Bible to modern translation, please send me your name and your address. I won't use your information for anything other than to get you that new Bible. And really, my only request would be and my hope would be for you is that you'd wear out the pages. Because our program here at Saturday Morning with Dan Brown is not to try to answer every question a biblical question possible within a very short amount of time. An hour is not a real lot of time to be able to do very in-depth things. But hopefully what we do here week after week is we whet, whet your appetite. And um, it gives you a desire to seek deeper and also to make sure that what I'm sharing with you or what I'm reading you is accurate. Is it scripturally based? Is it is this something that will have an impact on your life? We just do not want Saturday Morning with Dan Brown to be endless words that amount to nothing. There's plenty of things that go on around like that every day where there's endless amount of talking with no means to an end. It, 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 nothing happens from it. And that's a sad thing. And so when we use our words, our words can be very, very powerful. And uh, I, I think it's important to share and tell the truth. And sometimes the truth is hard to handle for people. And today's program uh, is a continuation off of one that we had done in a, in a prior uh, program. And it is we're talking about Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, right? The Sermon on the Mount. It's gone over so many times. It's going over very quickly and people will say, wow, that is really beautiful. That's impactful. But sometimes when you get in to, to say, well, what? how is it impacting you? Uh, it's moving me. What moving you to do what? Is it moving you to be closer to your Savior? Is it is it enlightening you in some way? Because always when we're studying the scriptures, we need to make sure that before we begin the process, we reach out to the author. And God is the author of all of the scriptures that we read in the Old and the New Testament. He has inspired these men over those centuries to put things down in writing for for me and you to be educated with, to see through the scriptures that in there, there are individuals that are just like each and every one of us, experiencing the same trauma, the same tribulation, the same trials. And where do they seek the strength and the information that they need that is beyond us as human beings. And there is only one source, and that is the creator of all that exists, seen and unseen. And so God has, has done wonderful things to us. And when we really weren't picking up what he was putting down through the Old Testament, um, we got lost. And God would have prophets to tell us, this is, this is what I want you to be. When you don't be this, 
you're going to get led away and be taken captive by other nations because you're not listening to me. You're seeking these things which are bad for you. And so his people of old were, were led into captivity and still there were false prophets that would always tell them, oh, God didn't really mean that. We're the chosen. We're the chosen. We're the chosen. And it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking to see that Christ came to his own and his own received him not. They rejected him. But we know that the individuals at that time uh, were, were really seeking uh, not much different than the world as it is, but just with them to be dominant in it. And a king that would lead them in physical warfare, they never saw the spiritual depth of everything that God was sharing with them through the Old Testament. But they were looking for a king that would lead them against their oppressors here on earth. And, of course, when we see what Jesus said and we read the text provided by those that were inspired in the Gospels and in the New Testament, we see that Jesus' purpose was so much greater than just some physical battle somewhere, that it actually what he was doing would encompass the universe for eternity. And he was God's representative to show us who we should be and how we should be, and that it was necessary for him to come and give his life on our behalf because he could accomplish what we could not. So when we're talking about Matthew Again, in this uh, continuing part of the Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount, um, in Matthew 5, 13, there's a wonderful scripture there. And a lot of people take it a lot of ways. But I think you're going to find this quite interesting. And so uh, in Matthew uh, 5, 13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its taste with what can it be seasoned? It is of no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say contradiction, but we'll say opinions about what he was saying. And so we know that our Lord uses as an illustration some of the most conspicuous things known to humanity. We talk about that often, about how he uses a, a, a bride as his bride and in, in the intimacy of that relationship. But there's just wonderful things that he uses that we can always relate to. And so he uses the, again, he uses these illustrations using some of the most conspicuous things that we know of. Salt and light and a city set on a hill. So he says essentially, be like that in your home. Be like that in your business. Be like that in your church when you assembly with when you assemble with the body. Be a conspicuous believer. Now, in being a conspicuous believer in the times that were coming upon us, you know, at one time being a believer or called a Christian, you may have garnered much respect, and you still may within the actual. Uh, a body of faith of believers. But in the world, I will tell you, you need to be a conspicuous believer because you need to be ready, ready, 
for either ridicule or respect depending upon the people that you're with. And I've experienced that all through my life as I've confessed and shared my faith with those that I've known, with those that I've worked with. Uh, It can go one way or another. Now, in today's world, the world that I'm living in today, um, as I share about being a believer, I'm shown the door and I'm told more that it's more utter nonsense than any kind of respect and that, you know, oh, continue to tell me about God because uh, God's name has been thrown all around and, and, of course, everything wrong with the world. If there is a God, why does he let it go on? That's, the, that's probably the most prominent thing that you hear. No one wants to take responsibility for what we are doing as humanity. And we have done horrific, unspeakable things to each other. We really, really have. And so for the world to continue and want to continue in this fashion as we raise our children, our daughters, and our sons to even believe for a millisecond that they could be subjected to some of the horrors that we see around us continually, it rips the heart from my chest. It really does. And so this part of our our program today, we'll call it divine disadvantage. I think that's a good title for it. But remember what he's saying here. He's using illustrations to get our attention and that we can relate to and things that are very known to us uh, like salt and light and a city set on a hill. But again, remember what he's saying when, when you are the salt. You need to be that salt in your community, in your business, in your fellowship. Be a conspicuous. Let people know your faith. That's what we're called to do. Because when you put salt on something, what do we say? It brings out the flavor, doesn't it? We hear that explanation an awful lot about it you know, bringing out the flavor of the message and this. We're being salt. So we're being conspicuous in ourselves as sharing what we hold dear. And not in a demeaning way to anyone. Never. Not in a way of hatred. Not in any of those ways. God is love. And when the message is delivered, believe me, whoever you're talking to, the message needs to be delivered with love. Always love is in everything that God does. Now, does he speak about anger here and are there moments of anger? Oh, my goodness, we saw Jesus overturn the tables in the temple when they were turning his uh, father's house into a den of thieves. So there isn't a, a time for appropriate anger, which we call righteous indignation. But it's funneled and used in a way because he says, be angry, but not sin. So, but we don't want to use that as a method to be able to share the gospel, be screaming and yelling in someone's face, because believe me, they shut you down the moment you begin to raise your voice. It's not necessary, but we'll continue on that thought in the next segment. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Locally owned and up. The future depends on teachers. 
Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and to enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Does the new DoorDash Rewards MasterCard really give me cash back on delivery and everything else? That's right. What about wonton soup? Cash back. Ice cream scoops? Cash back. Dining out? Cash back. Spend any amount? Cash back. Get 4% cash back on every DoorDash order, plus 3% on dining out, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% everywhere else. And a free year of Dash Pass with the DoorDash Rewards MasterCard. Apply today at DoorDash.com forward slash credit card. Cards issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Subject to credit approval. Offer subject to change. Terms apply. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying when they really can't speak. <laughs> she says her gums have been bleeding. <laughs> Is there anything you can do? Absolutely. You can try Newcrest Gum Detoxify and Restore. <laughs> yep, Newcrest Gum Detoxify and Restore is professionally designed to start healing gums from day one. <laughs> right. Healthy gums, healthy mouth. Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. Smile. Crest has you covered. These are emails filling your employees' inboxes. Downloads beaming from device to device. And any one of them could be a cyber attack. Is it possible to keep your small business safe? It is with Comcast Business Security Edge. It helps keep your connected devices protected. And you can monitor threat activity in real time. So this... Security threat is the last thing you need to worry about. With Comcast Business, advanced security isn't just possible, it's happening. It started with fast speeds and advanced security for $39 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, ask how to get up to a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call or go online today to learn more. Offer in 621-2023. Restricted supply. Requires paperless billing and automatic payments. New 50 megabits per second internet and security edge customers only. Equipment, taxes, and other fees extra and subject to change. After promo, regular rate supply. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in this fine Saturday morning. We truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. Again, I want to thank you for all your questions and your comments, your encouragements. Really is awesome and uh, wonderful to hear from you. Some of you have some very, very incredible stories that you share with me. And please, um, if there's stories that you would like me to share on the air, I will share them. Um, without using your name, obviously, if there's uh, something important to you that you would like to say uh, through me on the air, I'd be more than happy to share that story. And so you think about that. Uh, obviously, I would not use your name or anything. And 
Um, but you have shared wonderful experiences um, and wonderful times. And um, so it is encouraging to hear those stories of faith and how God has worked into your life. And you shared some very uh, challenging times and traumas with me. And so I, I appreciate your honesty and your trust. And I will never, ever uh, let you down uh, in that way. I will make sure that your uh, your name is confidential if there's things that you want me to share. As you know, I share personal experiences as well. I've been through uh, trauma and tribulation myself. And uh, most recently, you know, losing my wife of um, after 51 years of marriage can really be a um, – it can change everything about you. And you have uh, two ways to go. You can spiral down into a pity party and and begin to think, why you, why you, why you, and, and make it all about you and your loss. Or as I choose to do, I trust God emphatically as I had throughout her entire illness. But I choose to celebrate what God had allowed me to experience. The blessings of a person who cared for me so deeply. Um, it was amazing. And uh, I am I'm just so thankful to God that I have been able to experience that. And so many of you have shared things like that with me about traumatic losses of spouses and children. And, um, and I keep that close to my heart on your behalf. And uh, all of you are always uh, in our prayers here at Saturday morning. And... Um, it's just been a, a wonderful experience for these, I guess we're eight or nine years now. But as we continue with our program today, before I get too far off, um, a program entitled Divine Disadvantage. And, and we're the overall concept of what we're talking about and what we're sharing was what Christ uh, shared in Matthew 5, what Matthew had penned by the power of the Holy Spirit for us to see. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, when God is providing you with the Holy Spirit, he's dwelling in you as he is supposed to be, the scriptures become alive. The clarity that you see is more than just mere words. Why is that? The reason that it is, is you're not reading something about someone who is dead, gone, buried, and is non-existent any longer. The words are about and direct you back to a living Savior, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, that his suffering was for our healing. That is just so incredible. Um, and so when you read the scriptures in this way, just not picking them up one day and, and just, I'm going to read this and, oh, that's terrible. This is terrible. And no, it's not like that at all. But it is, it is uh, often interpreted as a book of man's failures when the absolute truth of the matter is it is a letter to humanity about God and what he has done for us. 
And when we come to that understanding and we seek that relationship with an almighty living God, your prayers are not just going up to an empty space in the universe. God is hearing your words. And his words move his heart. That's what he says to us. Your prayers, as it says, the prayers of the saints are like a, a pleasant incense in his nostrils. Wonderful. So I want to encourage you when you read the scriptures to take the time, pray before you do, ask God for understanding and wisdom. And that's what it's all about. Because if we had the strength to change the dynamic of our life and what sin has wrecked within us, we wouldn't need a savior. But we have not the ability to do that. Just look at the world around you today. You find good people and you say, well, they're doing it. But are they really doing it? Are they really doing it? Can you see deep down into their heart exactly what they're doing? And I've met many a person on the outside who has appeared in all, at least to the face, you know, appeared to be a staunch believer, a staunch person of faith. But on the inside, there was a very deep darkness looming. And when op opportunities came, they acted on those darkness. And, uh, and it, is, it is horrific to see and be part uh, and see that happen. But you and I can't take the guilt upon our shoulders for that. We've got to trust in God. There's always going to be those around us because the scriptures even says that the devil himself, he tries to make himself into an angel of light. He doesn't try to blot out Jesus' existence altogether because it's impossible. But what he tries to do is alter the truth about God and about the Son of God. And so... The next part of what we're using uh, that we're talking about today in this segment is called consecrated service. And the, the real term should be concentrated, concentrating, not consecrated, uh, but concentrated because uh, consecration, our dedication, um, that becomes our sanctification or our holiness. So the thing that we need to do and how we get to that holiness, this is where these two words, it's important to understand the difference. If we continue in the right path and we concentrate on our dedication, we become sanctified or we're working towards holiness and we can get there if we would only concentrate on what God wants. Ooh, Dan, you say, what are you talking? Oh, man, I got to concentrate on what God wants? Yes, we do. Our friend Oswald Chambers, very not in existence anymore. He's home with the Lord. But, you know, his words back so long ago, but still stand firm because nothing about society has changed except technology. People have not changed. Evil is evil, sin is sin, all these lusts and everything that we do is all still the same. And when there is good brought on by God, it is still good. 
And so he says it would be like a baptism of light to allow the principles of Jesus Christ to soak down to our very makeup. Ooh, and that's what we need to do when we're when we're submitting ourselves to God's will, we are opening up so that he can be in our innermost being. So the Holy Spirit can dwell within us in the place that God had set aside for nothing else but the Holy Spirit to be there. And we constantly try to fill that spot in our soul with everything else imaginable. And so we don't want to do that. Because his statements are not put up as standards for us to attain. Again, standards to attain, it takes us away from the fact that what we're trying to do is accept the living Christ and submit to him. We're not submitting to standards. We are submitting to an individual, a living, breathing, active Savior. Oh, my. It's so important for us to understand because God makes us and he puts the Holy Spirit in us. And then the Holy Spirit applies the principles to us and enables us to work them out by his guidance. I think that is a wonderful, clear statement to understand. Without the Holy Spirit within us, reading Just good biblical principles is not going to change us because we cannot change sin without Christ. And so, again, relates right back to what was the purpose of the cross. The purpose of the cross was for us to engage in the most intimate way, as described in the scriptures, as the bride of Christ. Jesus, living, breathing. Active at all times, providing us, enabling us to experience the Holy Spirit, which will teach us. What did he say? I am sending you the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things. And again, in Matthew 10, 26, our Lord again taught the need to be bold proclaimers of the truth. Now, you can be bold and not be nasty. You can be bold and share the truth, but you're firm. You're not hateful. You're not argumentative around and around and around in circles that go nowhere. That's not our goal. Our goal is to share the message, to plant that seed, and we're not to cover up for it out of fear of wolfish people. You know, there's carnivorous people out there just want to chew you and I up and spit us out, believe me. And that's we have, we have no fear of that. When we are in God, you fear nothing. When the Holy Spirit dwells with you, you are fearless because of him. He provides you with the strength. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after this. Sean Hannity. 70% of our fellow Americans now are feeling financially stressed. When you put that together with what's going on around the world, I get a sick feeling in my stomach about how bad this all is, how this may end. Because it's not ending well for anybody. These economic and energy policies are killing we, you, the American people. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Karen McHugh. President Biden said late Friday that a deal to resolve the government's debt ceiling seemed very close. This as the estimated deadline for default was pushed back to June 5th by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. The chair of the Congressional Oversight Committee looking into the botched U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan is raising questions about the Secretary of State. This month, House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Republican Congressman Michael McCall threatened to hold the Secretary of State in contempt after the State Department failed to turn over documents relating to the Afghanistan withdrawal, particularly a cable from U.S. diplomats in Afghanistan that came in just weeks before we pulled out. McCall says he's now seen the cable. They had dire warnings about what was getting ready to happen, and those warnings went unheeded. He told the Fox News Rundown podcast this week, we left behind people, Afghan translators, and biometric equipment. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. We start off the holiday weekend today with a pleasant mix of clouds and sunshine breezy. The high today 76. It'll be partly cloudy tonight and we're going down to 47. Variably cloudy, breezy again tomorrow with a high 72. And then Memorial Day, Monday's a cloudy day with a little rain with a high of 74. I'm AccuWeather forecaster Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in and joining this morning. And as always, we appreciate you taking time. Again, if you would like a new Bible, please send me your name and your address. Email me at SaturdayMorningDanBrown at Yahoo.com. That's SaturdayMorningDanBrown at Yahoo.com. And I'll get you that Bible out and um, won't do anything. I'll just delete your information uh, after you give it to me. I won't use it for anything else. I'm, I don't collect emails or any of those things to to send you or ask you to buy it. None of those kinds of things. It's not what I do. It is simply a way for me to get you a Bible that you may want. And so it would be my pleasure. And really the only, my hope is, is that you would wear out the pages. Okay, we continue with our program today called Divine Disadvantage. And these are just like sub-chapters of thoughts uh, as we talk about the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. And what a wonderful text the Holy Spirit, you know, inspired Matthew to put down for our reading and understanding. I mean, it's, it is such a pleasure. But so often the words are read very quickly, just like the Lord's Prayer rattled off. We have it memorized, boom, 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 boom. But I really do believe the truth of the matter is that we don't give the amount of thought to each word and sentence that is really needed. And I believe that when you have prayed and when God, uh, when the Holy Spirit is filling you and you reread these things, you see them as lit in a way with clarity that you have never before in the past. And so I pray that you do that. I, I, I pray that you seek the Lord's countenance, that you seek his wisdom and understanding, and that, oh my, you seek his strength. So important as we face the world as it is today. 
And we left off in the previous segment, segment two. Uh, welcome to segment three of today's program. Um, we left off talking about a difference. Uh, we were talking about concentration as uh, what's really important after you begin the consecration uh, process. You know, I'm actually saying two, two words there. And the consecration is us being made holy. But the consecration, uh, concentration, well, it got me a tongue twister too, don't I? Comes in in uh, getting to what God wants from us. And so here we go. As we talk about what consecration, uh, we did that in detail. That's about becoming holy. That's, that's so beautiful. Uh, but concentration means that we're pinning down the four corners of our mind. And we have to work at this because there's so much influencing and pulling and pushing our attention in every direction. Almost makes it impossible to have a clear thought today without something that you're being what? This is a popular word that's bantered around. Influence. TikTok, all these these things that people are influenced by. And you have people on there that are influencers. And so they want to influence you into something, obviously, that benefits them in every way, shape, and form. And um, you have to be careful. You have to navigate this very carefully so that your concentration is not lost on things that are not godly. You want them to, you really want to focus in pinning down all of your thoughts until it is settled on what God wants. And God wants something for you, only the best, of course. Now, the literal interpretation of the Sermon on the Mount really is child's play, if you think about it, okay? Let's go, let's go through that. Its interpretation by the Holy Spirit is the work of a saint, and it requires spiritual concentration. You see the difference there? Because you'll often hear, as it's read through, and it's read through pretty quickly, um, you know, it just has these beautiful meanings and beautiful sentences. You are the salt of the earth, it says. This is what he said. Now, some teachers, I don't mean to be offensive, but it's obvious when you're listening to some teachers, seem to think that our Lord is saying, you are the sugar of the earth. Did you ever get that impression? And so the meaning of the ideal Christian is gentleness and winsomeness, just gentleness and passi passivity, if that's a word. I'm, I think it is, being pacifist, but without any caricature discomfort. Boy, Dan, that's a lot of big words. In other words, the salt is going to lead you to opening up to things that may be essential and hurtful something to you, not intentionally, but yes, definitely on purpose, um, to, to make you see or help you understand that something that you're doing in your life, some way that you're doing, is at odds with your creator. And wouldn't you want to know that? Again, you are the salt of the earth. But some teachers today think the Lord said, you are the sugar 
of the earth. Now, that might get me in trouble with some people. But the scripture says what the scripture says. And in sharing the gospel, we need to tell the truth. We can't just stop at God and and God is everything. And he is. And God is love. Yes, it is. But the, there is so much more. If we just leave off of that, we're not fulfilling the gospel in a way of what God has given us to share with humanity. But the Lord's illustration, the Lord's illustration of a believer is salt. Think about this now. This is going to blow your mind. I really believe it is. His illustration of a believer is one of the most concentrated things we know. What is that? Something that preserves wholesomeness. And get this, preserves decay. Oh, wow. Wow, I, I thought it was just about bringing the good flavors out. Oh, no. Salt was used so much more in times of old. It was a preservative. Right? So what is Jesus giving us the gospel? He wants to preserve the goodness of the gospel within us. Oh, Dan. And prevent the decay of what? Our soul. What does it gain you to gain the whole world? What does it get you to gain the whole world but lose your soul? My. Some people may say it's a disadvantage to be salt. I'd really rather be the sugar, all sweetiness and sweetiness and sugary. But if, you, if that's the only gospel that you share... You're leading them astray because the gospel has a curative discomfort. Is there some discomfort when you run head on to the gospel? You are faced with things that you may be doing incorrectly or thinking incorrectly, as Paul was, as the Apostle Paul in the Old Testament. That a Pharisee was running around holding the garments of those that stoned that young man, Stephen, who was following the way of his Savior. He was following the way. And all those people lined up, grabbed the stone. The words that he spoke were nothing but truth that should have inspired those people who were listening to a curative discomfort. And make a change by choice. Make that choice of saying, oh, Lord, provide us with the wisdom and the understanding and the strength to change what I cannot change. But we are the salt. And our goal as believers and followers, those of us who walk in the faith, those of us who still follow the way you're trying to share that salt and it says you are the salt to preserve wholesomeness and prevent decay and so 
It's many thought of as a disadvantage to be salt. But think of the action of salt on a wound. Now you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, Dan, you're like saying everything that salt really is and what it can do. And at the same time that it can preserve and heal, oh, it can also be salt on a wound. Think of that action of salt on a wound. And then you're going to realize something. If you get salt into the wound, it hurts. Not from hurtful words, mind you. Not from abuse, to use your position as a person of faith to cause discomfort and harm to someone because you're better than them and you want to wound them in that way and find some pleasure in this. No, the words themselves that Christ has spoken to our heart, that word provides that discomforting action into a wound that's there, they just don't know it. Remember, when you get salt in a wound, it hurts. And when God's children are among those who are raw and hurting like open wounds towards God, the presence of what we share can cause discomfort. And we're sharing love. We're sharing truth. Think about that. Ponder that. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome back to this fine Saturday morning. And as always, thank you for tuning in. And if you're just tuning in now, uh, which that happens sometimes. I know a lot of you at this time of the morning are um, leaving work and going home. And you'll you'll tune me in. And, and, uh, and, you know, it doesn't matter when you come in. Hopefully any part of the segment, anywhere, there's some piece of the message that hopefully will be encouraging and enlightening to you. And that is my goal. My goal is to provide this hour of information on the Bible and what God has been doing in my life and hopefully what he's been doing in yours. And also the things that I'm involved here as being the CEO of the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, which has been my privilege um, as an administrator since 2010, but involved as a board member for 20 some years before that and a volunteer for years before that. So I've been here for a while. And, and I have a, a good brother in the Lord to thank for that. Thank you, Bill, for uh, introducing me all those years ago into something that had grabbed your heart as well. And um, I stand on the shoulders of many, many uh, wonderful men and ladies also who have participate, participated in our board and in, in uh, our advisory board and, and this solid board that, of trustees that we've had all these years who have guided and, and uh, directed the mission in a way 
of sharing the gospel with those who were bound and bruised by addictive lifestyles. That's part of our mission statement. And as it started out in a small storefront with between five and 15 beds as it grew, and here we are at the end of this year, the mission will be I've been in Atlantic City taking care of the needy, the homeless, and the indigent for 60 years. And to be a part of that is such an honor and such a blessing. And I want to thank all of you who have uh, uh, participated along with us, all of you who are volunteers who have given your time, talents, and treasures to work alongside our ministry staff members, our caseworkers, our facilities, out on our farms, in our warehouses, and in every program. You guys are such a blessing. God bless you all and thank you. Uh, just recently, we had a wonderful group of about 30 people, an international group that came in. Uh, thank you, Ben Lehman and your whole group. It was incredible to see them come in and participate in our farm as we prepare for this year's growing season. And many of you might not have known that, but over the years, we averaged in some years uh, 30,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables that we not only used within the mission's kitchens to serve food, but also in our food pantry and in food giveaways. So I just want to thank all of you who have participated in such deep and meaningful ways. And of course, you can't go without thanking the staff of, of a men and women who have come here and, um, and you know, work so hard to care for those in need and not about giving a handout. Our focus is about giving a hand up. Now, there are times when a handout is what is necessary, and but that is not our mantra. But when you have somebody who has disabilities, either physical or mental, that can't produce something, an income for themselves, certainly we're not going to withhold anything from them. And for those of you that come in, you seek jobs, you get shelter, food, you get counseling, appreciate what you have. And I want to thank all those clients who have written back to us and saying how wonderful their experience was at the mission. You always get the naysayers. There's always people with negativity around. Uh, nobody's happy uh, if, if the story is always good. <laughs> I mean, think of soap operas, people. Everybody loves drama. And um, I think if there was just a soap opera that was always good things, it just probably would not be popular. But I will tell you that I have met incredible people, as I have in this past week. You know, we go through time. We see a lot of sadness. We experience a lot of people's trauma who come and share it with us. And sometimes you can begin to feel that weight on your shoulders. And, and people say to me, Dan, how do you turn it off? The issue isn't that we turn anything off. This is a calling of what we do here. Now, we are compensated for this calling when we come, and but it is a calling. And what we do is we manage it. We manage it by praying about it. We manage it by giving it over to God. And But sometimes you can be like right at the edge, Lord, are we making a difference? Are we making an impact for you? And so I can honestly share with you that I, I kind of felt like that some days ago. And so I happened to go to a place hours away from here 
go into an office and the first person I met, I'm giving them paperwork and they look and they say, Atlantic City Rescue Mission. I said, yeah, yeah I'm the CEO and, uh, you know, and give them my little bit of a talk to uh, kind of engage a bit. And they said, oh, my goodness, my nephew was sent there. I'm from Pennsylvania. I sent my nephew to Atlantic City Rescue Mission. His life was changed and he's never looked back. And w- w- my family has to thank you. I can't believe I'm talking to you and sharing this with you. I said, that's wonderful. Thank you. You know how much it means to me to be able to hear that. And so I was done at that particular desk and I had to go to another desk. So I go to another desk and I'm now talking to a, a female clerk and going through the paperwork and paperwork. Oh, the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. Do you know my church supports the Atlantic City Rescue Mission? I said, well, you're all the way up here. Yes, but it, it has done phenomenal things for people throughout Jersey, throughout the communities. We are supporting We're Behind You. And I gave her my card. Please take this back to your pastor, whoever it is, and share with the congregation in case they don't know how much we truly appreciate it. But that particular day, to drive hours away and to meet two people within 10 minutes of each other within the same office building that more than likely don't even know each other or talk was an incredible validation for me of God saying, here's what we do and here's why you do. They are out there. And it was just an amazing experience for me and unexpected as to what I was going to do. But I thought that would be something good to share with you so that when you're in your work and you're caring for people, whether it's within your church food pantry or or within another group somewhere where you're trying to help someone, never, never feel defeated or give up. Because when God is behind your purpose, so is everything behind you that God is. All love, all strength all wisdom and all power. That's who God is. And for our good, filled with graciousness and compassion on our behalf. So again, I want to thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll get back in this last segment of our program about divine disadvantage. You are the salt But sometimes it feels as though disadvantage comes with being that salt. So the Lord uses this illustration that what we are called to do, we have to understand what we're called to do. And again, I shared with you that when someone is wrong with God or they're even opposing God, um, it's like an open wound for them. And uh, because there are people that are trying and they do realize that they're struggling against things. And so when the salt gets into him, when that gospel is shared, it causes annoyance and distress. It's getting your attention as a wound should do. Because, listen, if you leave wounds unattended on your body, they can become infected and go all through your body with septus and take your life. So you have to be very uh, concerned about that. And so we have other wounds that we don't always realize and we cover up. And so a person can become spiteful when you're sharing with them and bitter. But always you will have left them with something honesty, a piece of honesty that you have shared and truth. And so although you may not continue to have a conversation there, it does not mean that that seed that you've planted will not grow. You may not always see it flower and bloom. 
but God knows what. And it's his work in the Holy Spirit who continues after you. So you can't, please do not become discouraged in sharing the gospel. And again, when it leads that the uh, the disciples of Jesus today, what we do today, all of us who are disciples of Christ today, we're trying and working to preserve the society and the people that we're with from corruption. And gosh, guys, open your eyes and be realistic. Corruption is endlessly around us in every level of anything that we have around us. Corruption is, is everywhere. And please don't be blind and say it doesn't exist or it'll be okay or, or, or I can put up with that bit of it. It's not okay. And so it's to preserve us from construct, uh, uh, corruption. So the salt of our presence causes an irritation. And, mo- and many oftentimes uh, when we're in, faced in the midst of evil, it can actually really cause a major persecution. And you need to be prepared for, prepared for that. So how are we able to maintain the healthy, salty tang of saltiness? Ooh, that is a mouthful. The way that we do that, brothers and sisters, is by keeping our right relationship to God through the living Christ in this intimate relationship that we share. And so when we are praying, when we are speaking, when we're thinking, when we're moving, we are connected to the almighty living God. And so in this present age, Jesus says the kingdom of God does not come with observation. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Check out Luke 17, chapter 17, verses 20 through 21. And so we are called to live out Jesus' teachings in a culture that will not recognize him. And that spells resistance and, again, very often persecution. But take heart, brothers and sisters. God has got your back. Fear not about what you will say, because in that time, I will give you the words. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And that's it for me today. Take care and God bless.